0: You heard of this man right here, Tanner Cross. Anybody heard of Tanner Cross? Tanner Cross, let me tell you the story about him. He stood before the school board just a few days ago. He is a teacher at an elementary school in Virginia. You know what he said? He said to the school board, I'm a teacher, but I'm also a Christian. And he said, I'm not going to lie to my students. He said, that would be disobedience to God. It would be sinning against God. I'm not going to tell a boy that he's a girl. And I'm not going to tell a girl that she is a boy. No matter what happens, so help me God. Isn't that wonderful? Standing for the faith fighting the good fight of faith. I want to share with you a message today as we remember those who've gone on before us. I want to tell you there are still some fighting for the faith, honoring the Lord Jesus and our country. Not only do we remember those who've gone on before us, but may today be a time where we remember the ultimate sacrifice of our Lord Jesus. I want you to grab your Bibles right now and turn with me to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. These are three keys I believe the Lord put in my heart to share with you today, three keys to fighting the good fight of faith. We're known by what we fight for. Remember what you fight for. Three keys to fighting the good fight of faith. And here's where we're going in the message today as we open our Bibles. Remember, number one, to fight for your freedom. Remember, number one, to fight for your freedom. We'll see that in this wonderful passage. And number two, remember not only to fight for your freedom, but remember to fight for your faith, your faith in the Lord Jesus. And then thirdly, we'll see, not only to remember the fight, for your freedom, Christian freedom and Christian faith. But number three, remember to fight for your Christian future. Paul is writing this wonderful epistle. You're very familiar with the context. He is in a Roman prison awaiting for his head to be severed from his body. Why? Because he believed the gospel. Why? because he was not ashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ. Tell me, are you ashamed of the Lord? Tell me, are you going and telling? Tell me, we've got great news. I'll tell you what, beloved, on my way to church today, I looked out in the town of Newburn, and coming through Mansfield area all the way down to Eudora. You know what I discovered? It's a ghost town. It seems like a lot of people aren't moving around on Sunday morning. I'll tell you what, Sunday is not fun day. Sunday is the Lord's day. Amen. Amen. And I'll tell you, it's the highlight of my week, and I hope it's the highlight of your week. I appreciate so much you being here. Paul writes this letter to his son in the Lord, namely Timothy. Here's what he said. He said, I charge you before God and before the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge both the quick and the dead at his coming, at his appearing. Preach the word, caruso, caruso. Preach the word. Brother, if there's ever a time we need the word of God, preach it's now. Amen. Preach the word, don't preach your opinion. Don't preach human interest stories. Preach the word, preach the word. Say it with me, preach the word. Say it with me, preach the word. It's the word of God we need today. It's only the Word of God that's going to get our nation turned back around again. It's the Word of God that'll save a lost soul and bring them into a relationship with the living God. It's the Word of God that'll break the strongholds of the devil. It's the Word of God that changes us from glory to glory. It's the Word of God that gives us great promises. It's God's Word. It's to be loved. It's to be lived. It's to be learned. Praise the Lord for His Word. Preach the Word. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. That means not only on Sunday. That means Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Oh, yes. Today, after we dismiss, go out. Spread the gospel. Sow the seeds. Oh, yes. For the time will come, Paul said. They'll not endure sound doctrine. That is, didacte. They'll not endure the preaching of the Word of God. We're seeing that today. Paul further said, preach the Word. There'll come a time They'll not endure sound preaching about sin, about the Savior, about the blood, about hell, about heaven. Preach the word. Preach the word. Sunday school teachers, preach the word. Preachers, preach the word. Yes, Christians, preach the word. It's the word of God. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. He said the time will come. They'll not endure sound doctrine. You can turn the TV on any day and find cotton candy sermons that won't preach the word. But I'm glad to be in a part of a church family that we believe the word of God. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, yes. The time will come. They'll not endure sound doctrine, but heed to themselves, teachers having itching ears. And people today don't want to hear the word of God. Y'all listen to me. Look up here just a moment. There are a reason people don't come to church and stay. You know Why? They can't handle the Word of God. It's like a sharp two-edged sword. And brother, I need it, and sister, you need it. A lot of people, when they come to church, if you uh, preach the Word, it's gonna cut. How many know what I'm talking about? It's gonna convict. How many know what I'm talking about? It's gonna correct. How many know that I'm talk, what I'm talking about? And a lot of people today don't want to hear it. They wanna live in their sin. They wanna live like the devil. They don't wanna come under the authority of the Word of God. That's why the churches aren't being filled up today, by and large, it's the Word of God that offends the preaching of the gospel and the preaching of the cross offends people today. You need to know that. But as soldiers of the cross, listen to me. See, if you agree, we're not gonna let up, we're not gonna back up, we're not gonna shut up until one day we're caught up. I purpose in my heart, I purpose in my heart, Are there any soldiers in the house of God today? Are there any soldiers in the cross which says, for me in my house, we're going to serve God. We're not going to cave in to the pool of popularity and mediocrity. We're going to stand for truth. So help us God. He said the time is going to come. But he said, they're going to uh, gather to themselves, teachers and engineers, from such turn away the truth and be turned to fables. And he said, but thou, you, Timothy, endure affliction. Endure affliction. Know this, that any preacher today is not going to be popular. Know this today, any Christian today. I'm not talking about a Pharisee here. I'm not talking about uh, living a life of hypocrisy. I'm talking about loving Jesus. Amen. I'm not talking about a little dabble, do you? This world's full of religion. We need some people on fire from God today. We need some people that are set on fire for the living God today. We need some people who are sold out to Jesus. And one of the problems with America is not the lost. One of the problems I believe in my own heart is backslidden Christians who are half-hearted Christians who won't take a stand, who won't serve God, who won't live godly. And I love them and I'm praying for them. We need to get after them. Well, he said, endure affliction. Do the work of evangelists. Make full proof of thy ministry that's where we pick up on the text my departures at hand I'm ready to be offered verse 7 notice verse 7 stand together as we read it one verse don't forget remember to fight for your freedom Christian freedom number two remember to fight for your Christian faith number three remember to fight for your Christian future here in this great passage in second timothy chapter 4 and paul ready again to move off on the scene and many of you can say the same oh listen we're in a war against the devil we're in the war against the world the flesh the devil notice he said in verse 7 i've fought a good fight say it with me i've fought a good fight say it with me one more time have you really have you really are you trained are you disciplined? Uh, are you ready to fight? Are you afraid? Are you fearful? Are you backing away? Are you silencing your witness? Are you letting your light shine? I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have finished my course. Sit with me. I have finished my course. One more time. And then I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. Sit with me. I have kept the faith. One more time. How many want to keep the faith? I tell you, it's not how you start in the race. Listen, I wish I didn't have to say this, but I was thinking about it on the way to the church today. Some of us today that are in the house of God right now, we won't finish faithful. The devil will knock us out. You'll get your feelings hurt. You'll find nitpicking fault, find the church about this and that or the preacher about this and that or some Christian about this and that. Take your eyes off Jesus. And I want to tell you, Jesus Christ is the one that you and I will stand before one day. You won't stand before me, I won't stand before you. But that's what matters. And all the excuses in the world about the hypocrites and the church and all the excuses in the world about, uh, you know, uh, I'm as good as anybody down there. It's not going to hold water with Jesus. Can you all hear me? Somebody say amen. I'm just being honest with you. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Look at verse 8. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. Imagine. And not to me only, but look, but unto how many? How many? How many? That include me and you. Yes, but unto all, are you included in here? But unto all them, also, that love, love what? Love His appearing. Do you love His appearing? We've been preaching to the Book of Revelation and about the second coming. Why? Because right here, the beam of judgment is going to make a difference, Father. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. You fought the ultimate battle. Though death and sin and hell gave you a blow, you on the third day got up from the grave. Hallelujah. You live forevermore. And you give us life, abundant life, eternal life. And we thank you. Our life is in your hands. Now, Lord, you've placed us right here for such A time as this lord we don't want to shrink back we don't want to fail you now but rather jesus pull us through fortify us with faith help us strengthen our hands i pray for mamas today that are ready to quit and ready to be lured by the world and not continue that christian influence i pray for daddies today grandparents today Soldiers of the cross, soldiers of our military. Oh, Lord, we need heaven's help. Strengthen us, Lord, we pray. Cleanse my heart. Fill us afresh today to continue the calling and the purpose for being here to honor you. Save the lost, revive the saved, and bind the enemy. And we'll thank you for your precious blood, your soon return as we look up because our redemption draws nigh. Bless each one, we pray now. Lift the heavy burdens and be glorified in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Fighting the good fight of faith. Fighting the good fight of faith. Here's where we're going in the message today. Remember to fight for, number one, your Christian freedom. Number two, remember to fight for your Christian faith. And number three, remember to fight for your Christian future. I derived that from that one verse paul wrote and said as inspired by the holy spirit i've fought a good fight i've kept the faith i've finished my course so let's progress through this as we think about who wrote this remember to fight for your christian freedom i have fought a good fight say that again with me i have fought a good fight say it again Are you really fighting? I know you are. I know the devil's pulling on you. I know there's temptation on every hand. I have fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Number one, fight for your Christian freedom. Who is this writing this? This is Paul. Who is Paul? A man who was a persecutor of the church. It was Paul who had stood by as Stephen was being stoned. It was Paul who was an instigator of uh, christian persecution and yet jesus christ didn't give up on him how many know that the lord doesn't give up on people we do oh yes paul said i keep under my body bring it into subjection lest when i preach to others i myself should be a castaway a reject dakamas is the word in other words christian life is a life of discipline right what do you put in your mind what do you think about how are you yielding to the power of the holy spirit are you confessing your sin are you in fellowship with god day by day oh yes remember to fight for your christian freedom who is this writing this i want to remind you this man who was gloriously converted on the road to damascus by the way had the privilege of being on that road just a few years ago the road where Jesus Christ appeared before Paul and a bright meridian sun blinded him. He, he <laughs> fell to the ground in repentance. And Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he was saved as he said, yes, Lord, what would you have me to do? Jesus Christ made a difference in his life. And this man, may I remind you, he fought. Yes, his Christian freedom. He fought for Christian freedom. Well, how do I know that? Because, if you recall, he stood before the governor. I said the governor. What was his name? Felix. Felix, the governor. It happened to be that day that Felix was with his 16-year-old wife named Drusilla, third wife, I might add. And Paul didn't back up. He didn't let up. He didn't shut up, he preached righteousness, judgment to come and temperance, self-control. You can read about it in the book of Acts. What did Felix do? He trembled. I want to tell you something. I got to thinking about this week when the word of God's preached and the power of God is evident in the church, people will be smitten with conviction. And what we need today is the presence of God, but the presence of God won't show up with dirty vessels. Listen, are you clean? Have you been praying? Have you been crying out to God? Are you praying for the glory of God the Paul? Listen, God is real, and when we come to church, we're not coming to be entertained, but when the Word of God is preached, I guarantee you where the presence of God is and the, uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God, people can't handle it. God will wrestle them down. God will shoot arrows of conviction and they will be miserable, particularly if they're lost and God will show them the awfulness of hell and the glories of heaven and the those who are saved and are living in sin, they can't handle it. They'll try to run but they can't hide. I'll suggest to you today what we need more than ever before is the glory of God in our churches Amen. Amen. look you're part of that Either you can make it or break it you come in as a dirty vessel you come in a divided mind you come in distracted you come in and all you're thinking about tomorrow is what you're gonna eat That grieves the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is not free to work and to manifest his glory that's why it's important for you and me to come to church in a right frame of mind expecting God to do what only God can do that's when the Lord is honored I know it's a battle I know you're facing hardships like we all are but oh isn't God worthy isn't Jesus worthy hey sinners are at stake there's probably somebody today that's in the house of God who's not really right with god they've got an outward form of religion but have no relationship with the lord they've got a profession but no inward possession and don't your heart bleed for them aren't you willing more concerned about where you're going to go today and what's going to happen in the ball game today about lost sinners and about christians getting right with god and america experiencing revival i'm telling you we need an old-fashioned heaven-sent revival in america and this, amen. And the fact is, many of us, God's people, Christians, Christians. We're going through the motions, but our heart is far from the Lord. We're giving him lip service, but God knows our heart. And I love you, I love you, and I praise the Lord for you. Paul says to not only Felix, but he appears before a Jewish king by the name of King Agrippa. found in the 26th chapter of the book of acts agrippa was there with his sister named bernice you figure all that out paul talks about before he was saved when he was saved since he's been saved have you got a testimony you ought to know before you were saved when you were saved and since you've been saved lila have you got a testimony? You better have a testimony, Amen. Before you were saved, I was lost, and God got me out of the trash can. I was a heathen, and don't look at me like you weren't either. All oh, that sin that comes short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no not one. The very best of person is still a stench in the nostrils of God, because we're sinners by nature, choice, and birth. And it was the grace of God. It was the mercies of God. It was the love of God. It was the goodness of god that snatched me off the wide and broad gate and brought me into his marvelous light we owe jesus everything yes amen thank you jesus before you were saved paul says but i have been converted i'm not the same old reprobate i once was i'm not the same infidel who just wanted god to show up when i had problems oh that's the average christian today I don't need God in my life except for when I'm in trouble. Look, we need Jesus every moment of every day. Have you come to the place of brokenness? Have you come to the place of complete surrender? That's where the Lord wants you. Some of you are holding back some of you are doing your own thing some of you are serving yourself some of you are right there in the world's philosophy of eat drink and be merry the love not the world the things of the world the indictment if you're a christian the number one mother of all sins for a christian is the right to myself jesus when he died he paid the price he bought us with his own blood and therefore you and i have no rights A man hanging on a cross has no rights and we are crucified with christ do you realize this just the mercies of god we're not consumed do you realize that god in his mercy and his grace he's allowing us to eat on his earth and drink his water and live and move and have our being the lord is calling you and me to a closer walk with him i want a closer walk i don't want to be the same i don't care about yesterday But today, are you right with the Lord? Your families, are they right with the Lord? It was Paul who preached to Agrippa and Felix said, come back at a more convenient time when he preached to Felix. Agrippa said, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Almost is not enough. Yes, almost is not enough. So Paul didn't back up. Oh, no, he kept pressing on. I like the story speaking of Christian freedom. That dear lady during World War II, the Nazis had surrounded her house. She came running out with a broom. She swatted each one of those soldiers. She was swatting at them with a broom. Somebody said, lady, don't you know you can't win a war with a broom? She said, I know it. She said, but I can sure let them know whose side I'm on. I going to tell you something. Let God be true and every man a liar. It's high time. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Go and tell. Come and see and go and tell. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also the Greek. I'm telling you, this world, the, the statistics show 89%. Listen to me, young people. Nabea, I can't help but to think of you. You're just saying, 89% of your children and my children, 89% once they leave school, high school, they don't darken the doors of a church. 89%. Somebody say, oh, Lord, help us. 89%. Now, you don't have to calculate very long and go very far to see what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm not talking about religion here. I'm talking about a relationship. I'm talking about serving God. I'm talking about living a life that pleases the Lord, not perfection. So, fight, brother. Fight, sister, for your Christian freedom. Every daddy knows our children are in a war. Remember to fight for your Christian freedom. Remember to fight for your Christian faith. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. And notice, I have kept the faith. Say that with me one more time. I have kept the faith say it again have you kept the faith there are people who abandon their faith they say I can be as good as anybody else it doesn't matter what you believe I can have a hot of this and that and the other and they try religion they try Buddhism they try new age and then they get far from God I'm telling you, we're living the days of deception and people think that uh, they can be uh, right with some God and it's not the God of the Bible wrong wrong you got to follow the God of the Bible it's the Word of God. That's the God we're to serve. And by the way, don't just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You need to read that. But read the whole Bible. Read Genesis. Read Revelation. I'll be honest with you. If you read the Bible, it'll read you. It will. And people take verses out of, script, out of context today. And we've got a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. I thank you for a moment. Let me reminisce some of our christian men who served our military first of all i thought about brother charlie kerr's i had the privilege of bearing brother charlie that is his body absent from the body present with the lord and charlie served under world war ii under general Patton. it was charlie kerr's who had a purple heart because of his injuries in combat i spent time with brother charlie prior to him going to be with the lord and talking about his relationship with Jesus and how he needed to be ready. He assured me he was ready. He went to be with the Lord. What a blessing, Brother Charlie. Legally blind and yet what a sweet spirit of Brother Charlie. And then I think about men like who served our United States military. And for example, Brother Thomas Cooper. How many of y'all remember Brother Thomas? A man of few words. And yet Brother Thomas, when he spoke, you better listen brother thomas told me prior to him going to be with the lord he served with general Patton again he served in the battle of the bulge he said he was a gunner a machine gunner on an army tank he said it was one of those water cool tanks way back yonder thomas told me before he died he said and he hardly ever talked about his military service he said brother randy the closest i had to coming to dying was when i was in a foxhole He said a german tank ran over that foxhole when i was in it he said i just knew i was gone i said brother thomas god has a plan for you god has a purpose for you and brother thomas faithful i was with him when he passed away and had the privilege of preaching and bearing his body absent from the body present with the lord yes i think about men like right over here what about Sonny Prince, Sister Mary? If there was ever a witness, if there was ever a, a patriarch of our country, it was Sonny Prince. Somebody say amen. amen. Sonny Prince was lost and headed for hell. Sonny told me this, but wait a minute. Time out. I'll tell you what he told me in a moment. But Mary didn't give up on him. I said, Mary Prince is right here. I met Mary in 1991. Mary kept coming. Mary kept coming. Mary kept believing God. Mary kept praying to God that God preaching anybody about your husband and not save. Oh yes, he kept on, she kept coming. She kept believing. She kept serving God. Just cause your husband or wife don't come to church don't mean you ought not to, amen. And Mary believed the Lord. It was 1995, Sonny was so desperate. In fact, Sonny told me this. He said brother randy i got so down in the dumps and i had to have my beer and I had to have my alcohol he said i got so down in the dumps i wasn't right with god i knew what i ought to do he said i tried to kill myself i tried to run in a tree and kill myself he said but god spared me and the breakthrough came in 1995 i'll never forget it son of prince who became a child of god I had the privilege of baptizing Brother Sonny. Big old Brother Sonny, we both went down into the water. He shared his testimony. And Brother Sonny asked me, he said, Brother Randy, will you ride up to me with me in Port Adel, Georgia? We rolled up there to Porto Georgia in his old red truck. How I many remember that? He turned that gospel music up loud. By the way, Brother Sonny would uh, uh, share a testimony at the drop of a hat. And he'd drop the hat. Brother, if you gave him the microphone, you might as well stay there for a little while. He was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Brother Sonny, we went up to Portadale, Georgia. He told me, he said, right over there was I was born. He said, that's the house that I was born in as we rode to Portadale. He said, and I got some uh, B.C. days, before Christ days, over there by the river. We rode over by there. Oh, yes, Brother Sonny fought the good fight. He finished his course. He kept the faith. Hallelujah. What about it? What about a man by the name of uh, Bill Bailey, how I many remember the brother Bill Bailey, a servant of God, Sonny served in the United States Navy. And then Bill Bailey, I love to hear brother Bill pray. I was thinking about brother Bill here recently. Brother Bill served in the United States Air Force. Now I'll never forget it, brother Bill contracted cancer and I went down to visit with him. He asked me to come see him, I went to his house. He was laying on his bed, literally his deathbed, just a few days before he went to be with the Lord and he could hardly lift his head up off the bed. I went to see him in his back room. I said, Brother Bill, how you doing, brother? He said, I'm fighting the good fight of faith. I'm not home yet. And then he told me something I'll never forget. He said, Brother Randy, look behind you. I looked back behind me. There was a chest of drawers. He said, pull that top drawer right there. Again, he couldn't hardly lift up his head. He was so weak and running his race and keeping the faith. I pulled the drawer open. He said, you see that bag in there? I said, yes, sir. He said, pull it out. I pulled out a bag, it was full of money. I said, Brother Bill, what's this? He said, that's money to the Sunday school class. He said, I want to give that to the Lord. Here's a man, here's a man dying. Here's a man fixing to go out in eternity and he's concerned about the work of God. Oh, bless the Lord. He's concerned about the gospel going forth. And I said, I'll do it Brother Bill shortly thereafter. Had the privilege of preaching brother bill's home going service and bearing this dear yes not only him absent from the body present with the lord yes i'm thinking now i'm thinking about a man by the name of bud hips that's brother gary's daddy oh you talk about marine in iwo jima you talk about a man who was a tough man he was tough but he was tender gary hips daddy bud was with that company that raised the flag in iwo jima Gary's dad brother Bud told me this he said brother Randy I lied to him he said I told him I was older than 16 years old and I was really just 16 years old where I could go in the military he said I went over to Iwo Jima and he was wounded there and had some experiences there he had brought back a sword and other artifacts in his home and he wanted me to see him I'll never forget brother Bud hits when his son Caleb got married Brother Bud came up to him and he said with tears in his eyes, he said that day of the wedding, he said, Brother Randy, uh, Jesus has been good to me and I've asked Jesus to forgive me my sins. He was a broken man. I believe he knew that his time was near. It's appointed unto men man wants to die. But after this, the judgment. And then he began to share a brief testimony with me. Needless to say, a tough man, but a tender man. I tell you, real men love Jesus. I said, real men love Jesus. And some of the best soldiers I know are men who served in the military. We just saw them just now, standing up. Some of the most committed and faithful men that I've known have been men serving in the United States military. And it was Bud who died and had the privilege of preaching his homegoing service. Men, I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith, I've kept the faith. Yes, I've kept the faith. What about men like Tommy Keenum? I remember brother Tommy we went down to visit the nursing home on Sunday night it was just before Christmas little did anybody know that Tommy's last days were running out after we visited the nursing home singing and ministering to those residents I'll never forget we decided to go you remember go over to Dairy Queen and God put it in my heart you remember that do you remember that God put it in my heart that day I'll never forget it that night for us to gather around brother Tommy how many of y'all remember that gather around Brother Tommy. For some reason, the Lord burned my heart to pray for Brother Tommy Keenum. And we prayed for him that night as he was on the church bus. And little did we know, two weeks later, he'd have a stroke and end up down at the Macon Medical Center. And God was uh, allowing him to run his race. But shortly thereafter, he was moved up to Riverside Nursing Home in Covington, Georgia. I went to see Brother Tommy for about two months after that. Brother Tommy told me this. He's a paratrooper, Brother Ronnie. He didn't jump out of one plane or two planes. I think he had over a hundred jumps. You remember him telling us that? Oh, Brother Tommy, what a blessing. Brother Tommy told me this. He said, Brother Randy, I want you to preach on hell at my funeral. Preach on hell at my... I said, what, Brother Tommy? He said, I want you to preach on hell. So I followed. I said, Brother Tommy, I'll do whatever you want me to do and preached on hell. Judgment to come. Oh, yes, I'm talking about men who served in the United States military. That the privilege I've had to be their pastor and know them and to preach their homegoing service. I think of men like Brother Pleas Hayes. Just a couple of months ago, I was with Brother Pleas the night before he died. Brother Pleas served in the United States Army, and oh, what a blessing Brother Pleas was! Anybody that knew him knew he was a precious man. He was a dear friend. A soldier of the cross, but a soldier. Every week, he would tell me. I'd go to his house and visit. He'd have his Sunday school book right out there. Sister Becky would mail him his Sunday school book, and he still kept up with everything. He'd listen to the radio broadcast, although he wasn't able to come to church. Oh, thank God for men like that who are willing to serve and women like that who are willing to be committed to Jesus. Oh, God, give us some more. It was that... Uh, early wee hours of the morning just a couple of months ago that brother player's ran the race he finished his course had the privilege of preaching his home going service I could think of others I could think of others who fought the good fight who finished the course kept the faith hey remember fight for your Christian freedom fight for your Christian faith fight for finally your Christian future that is your future Remember to fight for your Christian future. I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished my course. Notice, I've kept the faith. I've finished my course. Hey, I don't know about you right now, but I know this. Some of you got knocked down in the battle some of us have gotten knocked down right now maybe you feel a little isolated maybe you feel a little far from god today you can draw near to god he said he draw near to you is there anybody here that say pastor i've been in the way back behind the front lines i have been watching everybody else fight but i hadn't been in the battle God's told me today, I need to take up the cross. Jesus said, if any man wish to follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily. He that loves his life shall lose it. Whosoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. Is there anybody here today mamas daddies would say man we're facing unparalleled times in our schools as brother curtis prayed earlier and some of the moral issues that we're facing our children and grandchildren god give us a burden god help us to stand in the gap god help us to pray god help us to hold the line And i got to thinking about it on the way to church many of our children are watching us you can say one thing but if you're not serving god and doing right they can see right through that there's some of us today that need to uh, turn from our serving ourselves and turn and say jesus you bought me i want to be a soldier of the cross i want to finish faithful if you want to finish faithful and if you want to fight the good fight of faith and if you want to oh yes fight the good fight finish your course keep the faith would you stand right now right now right now father in the name of jesus i praise you and bless you that Jesus, you fought the greatest fight of all. And through your cleansing, precious, redeeming blood, our sins are forgiven. I pray for those who've been knocked down in the battle. God, you'll help them to get up. You'll help them, Lord, to keep marching forward under the bloodstained banner of the cross. We ask you, God for breakthroughs in this nation. We pray now that you'll strengthen us again and give us grace to fight and keep fighting what's right to love you supremely, to realize people are under the dominion and the control and manipulation of the enemy. Oh, Lord, help us to go in the enemy ranks and drop some bombs on them. And dear God, reach out and rescue the perishing, rescue those that are lost. I thank you for the privilege of knowing so many in your church, Lord, and seeing them faithful to the finish. I want a purpose in my heart right now, Father, right now oh god to finish faithful and to keep the faith lord i pray for that every man every woman every boy girl today god the things we're facing father we need heaven's wisdom we need discernment we need lord for you deliver us from complaining and griping and bellyaching about stuff and dear god get us busy about the master's business Get us, Lord, as you said, occupy till I come, because our redemption draws nigh. And you said, Lord, through your servant Paul, I fought a good fight, I finished my course, I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord Jesus, you'll give us on that day, not to me only, but to all of them who love is appearing. I want to be faithful, dear Jesus, even though I'm unworthy. And I know I can't do it by myself. I pray for. Oh, God, a drawing today, conviction today, conversion today, completion today, that God, daddies will take a stand and mamas will take a stand and young people will take a stand. And Oh, Lord, we'll just not go along to get along. And, uh, oh, Lord, that we'll just not be, uh, Lord, apathetic. And, uh, Father, uh, that we not... Uh, Get irritated and frustrated about all the things going on, but God, you'd cause us by your Holy Spirit to rise up and march forward under the bloodstained banner of the cross. And God, I pray again for breakthroughs. And we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for winning the battle. Hallelujah. And we look forward to seeing you one day. But until then, be glorified, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.